My Two F***ing Sense is an advice podcast for entertainment purposes only. If you need real help, please seek out a licensed mental health care provider. I knew I was going to do this. I forget his last name. <laughs> um, but he does like transformational stuff. And he did this video. Uh, he does live events. And he was helping this guy, guy kind of break through. And the guy was like, I'm angry all the time. And he was like, what, what does that cost you? And he was just like, it cost me everything. It cost me my family. It cost me my my finances. It cost me everything. And so he's like, when I was meditating yesterday during your, this this thing, I, you know, I saw my childhood self, and my childhood self looked at me and says, "You need a hug from me right now." Ah. And uh, <laughs> it was like that breakdown of like, just just enjoy, even when shit's tough, just enjoy it. Like yeah, kids man. don't. I grew up poor, man. I didn't know I was poor. Like same. <laughs> when you're just enjoying life. It's so different, but as an adult, you get caught up in the bullshit, and I often do. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm a stress ball 95% of the time, right? Because <laughs> it's the next business I'm launching, it's the next thing I got to do. It's like all that shit. You just kind of forget. Fill your cup first, because you can't pour from an empty cup. What's in your cup is yours, and what overflows is everyone else's. My name is Reed, and this is my two f***ing cents. What's up? My guest this week is an entrepreneur. He's a public speaker. He has a top-rated fucking podcast called Growth Now Movement, which is currently at the top 0.5% of podcasts in the fucking world. It's played in 100 different countries every single week. Some of his guests include Diamond Dallas Page, G Love, Jeff Spencer, Steve Sims, Big names, people, like some notable folks on this podcast. Uh, my dude has been named one of the top eight podcasters to follow by INC Magazine. He's been featured in Thrive Global and has been called an icon of influence in new media space. But I just call him my friend, Justin Shank. How you doing, bro? <laughs> Dude, I'm doing well. I'm excited for you and this podcast. I'm honored that you invited me on. Well, thanks, uh, I, I have no idea where you're going to go. Uh, I'm excited about that. You know, I do a, I do a lot of podcasts. I think I've been on over 150 of them. Oh, so, yeah. So what, what my bonus son asked me the other day, he's like, or not the other day, a couple of yeah, Wait, you tell a story bonus and you realize it was like a year ago and like you always say, you know, the other day, the other but he day, asked yep. me a while ago, how many shows you've been on? So I looked it up and it was like over 150. But hey, very rarely do I get to do ones that are laid back, where I get to have a drink, where I get to just, you know, kind of be myself. No agenda, no no need to sell anything, no need to talk about anything that I'm working on. Yeah. To just chat. And very rarely somebody who uh, is, uh, you know, I've known you for a long fucking time. Dude, it's been over, how long? Probably 20 years? You, yeah, you think? Cl probably close 20 years? to 20. I think I was yeah. like, I'm 38 now. I think I was like 19 or 20 when we met. So it's a long yeah. freaking time. Oh my God, bro. We're old. <laughs> <laughs> we are. Dude, the, the age is, the age is creeping up for sure. Like I, I was <laughs> oh, thinking yeah. about this. I'm getting married in April and oh, congrats. Um, it's, uh, it's crazy. It's something I never thought that I would ever happen in my life. Like I thought, you know, when you're young, you're like, oh, you're going to get married and have kids by the time you're 25. Like, yeah. by the way, if I had kids by the time I was 25, I'd already be divorced. My kids would be fucked up. Like <laughs> they just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be good. It all, it all happens in due time. But I got to the point in my life where I was like, 
I don't need to get married. I'm the cool uncle. I'm I'm the single guy living my life and yeah. doing the cool podcasting thing and, and enjoying it. Um, and then I met this woman and, and life, life changed drastically, but I was thinking about this. And so, and I think about people like you, who, even though we go months without speaking, when we see each other, it's like, no time has passed. Right. Oh, it's just for good, sure. Yep. It's just good people. And I've been fortunate enough in my life to be surrounded by really good people and uh, I feel, you know, I feel really blessed to to get to call my friends, my friends. And um, and then it's wild that some of the people on my wall are my friends now, which is a whole, a that whole is, new crazy life. Dude, that's ridiculous. Like I'm looking at your wall right now behind you and I like I just see nothing but icons back there. I'm just like, wait, I know him. I know her like like I'm I'm just I'm in awe at like the thing that you have made, because I remember when you first started the podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is this is pretty cool. And then I listened to a couple episodes and I was like, oh, this is really fucking cool. And then I got inspired by a couple of them. And I was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, and it's like for me, you know, unfortunately, I don't I don't listen a lot. I don't li- I don't I I don't catch up on a lot of anything like I'm behind on all my TV I'm behind on all my podcasts. I'm still listening to like my favorite murder from like 2019 and like yeah. I refuse to just skip ahead. <laughs> so like I'm very far behind. But the other day, um, like I was telling you before we started, like I listened to uh the Diamond Dallas Page uh episode. And like well, I was just like scrolling through. I was like, I'm just gonna stop and just, you know, I'll just scroll and then I'll put my finger down and like right above my finger was Diamond Dallas. I was like, he did a fucking episode with Diamond <laughs> Dallas. Then, like, yeah, I think it was I, like an hour and a half long too. Like it's a it's a long one. Um, and it's just, it's wild when those guys give you that time, right? Like I, I, you know, I don't, we, I mentioned before you hit record, but I don't know if it'll make it in, but you know, interviewing Burt Kreischer, I talked to him for two hours. That's like, and I I think the episode's like an hour and 40 minutes and you just, you know, it's these crazy moments of, wow, I get to have these amazing conversations with people that I get to look up to. So I always say my biggest claim to fame now. So uh, Burt Kreischer has like 2.6 million followers on Instagram. Mm-hmm. follows 2000 people. I'm one of those 2000. So I can go to the grave knowing that, you know, <laughs> these, these cool people follow me and they like my stuff and I get Hell to chat yeah. with them and, and do all that stuff. It's fucking wild. Dude. He's amazing. He's just, he's just behind you. He's like right above, above your head with no shirt and a hat. <laughs> yeah, dude. I spoke at an event one time and it, I put his picture up on the screen yeah. and like, I was in the middle of a sentence and I stopped and I go, I never thought that I'd be speaking on a stage with a, a large shirtless man on the screen behind me. <laughs> Like it's, it's wild. And, and, and I think he's a great example. It's interesting. because It's a, it's a self-development podcast. We focus a little bit into business, but um, like he's a genius with what he's been able to create. And I think what I've learned from some of these conversations is that you don't need to be a cookie cutter, anything, Yeah, right. You just have to be yourself. And I think that that's a beautiful, a beautiful thing. Like, dude, I shouldn't be doing this shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, you, dude. I mean, you've seen my life trajectory. I should not be here. Bro, you've come a long way from like selling Cutco knives and then like <laughs> partying at my place waiting for titties to pop out or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's what, that's why we would go there. We would just sit around and wait for that to happen. I'm like, come on, let's do this. <laughs> dude, I, I like, we had the party house. It was like every weekend and it was kind of ridiculous. I'm I'm surprised like, I got anything done around those times, but like they were, they're a lot of fun, man. And I appreciate you like still being around and like still supporting and like just fucking being an awesome dude. But dude, um, I think, but think about that house really quick. Like you talk about it being a party house, but 
you know, think about where, where you are now and where Denker is and and Nick and what he's been able to do out in L.A. with yeah. you know, Warner Brother Records. And uh, I mean, Jesse's doing some really cool stuff and he blew up on TikTok with his yeah. Michael Jackson stuff. And but so clearly I, I look at that house and I've, I've thought about this often, like what like what are the odds of all of you creating something great in your life? And number mm-hmm. one, that's super rare. But the second thing is, is like the people you align yourself with as long as they're driven and motivated, you're going to end up there at some point. Dude, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's phenomenal because a lot of those people who they went off to do like some really cool shit. And like, I've, I've been very fortunate to be a part of those, those few groups. And I like, I, I I was honestly thinking about this the other day because I was making a list of like, here are all like some other people that I want to get on the pod. And I was like looking at, I'm like, yo, these are some, this is a great fucking list of people. And like, I'm so excited to keep this going and like meet up with them and like, you know, do some Zoom calls and like all that stuff. But like, I'm like, I don't know what we did to be as blessed to know each other, to be honest. It's just so weird to to think, you know, uh, and I love, and it's so funny. So often people in my space talk about how, oh, you know, don't hang out with people where all you do is talk about the past. But I think that if you don't talk about the past and you talk about, and you don't, you don't think about where you've come from, mm-hmm. there's nothing to celebrate. I know? think that, I think people who say that don't have very interesting pasts or maybe they have like troubled past, but like, I, like I said, dude, I've been, we have been so blessed to like know the people that we've known. And I have such fond memories of like that, of that era of like friendships and and all that. And it's just, it's just something fucking cool, man. So like, cheers to that. I'm going to take this yeah, shot. Man, for sure. <laughs> I can't, so it's so fun. I can't do shots. So I'm just drinking. So anybody who's listening and not watching, I don't know how you do this, but um, I'm drinking scotch. So I'll take All a right. sip of scotch. All right. Cheers, bro. I didn't get to listen. I'm, I think I'm going to just jump around. Uh, when I get back into your podcast, I think I'm going to just jump around and like, just find some people that like, oh yeah, I know this name I'm jumping into here. And, like there's some people I'm looking on your, like I'm looking on your wall and I'm like, Oh, I had no idea you did an interview with them. I had no idea you did an interview with them. So, like, you make me a list of like five of your favorite. Actually, who are your favorites? Uh, let me get three. Three of your favorites. I'll give you. I'll give you the non-diplomatic answer. So, whenever I get asked this question, <laughs> which is, it, I mean, you know, everybody's like, "Oh, who was your favorite?" Or you know, I always get that question, and I always go, "You know, I don't have a favorite. I don't have whatever." But I think for me, it's been more moments. Of, okay. yeah. like pinch pinch me moments right so like um one one is a guy named fabio viviani who he was on top chef word so the the funny backstory behind this is i saw him speak at an event now i traveled to ohio to go to this event there was a bunch of speakers he happened to be one of them and i literally said to somebody because i don't watch reality tv like i had no idea who he was there was no sense of like how cool he is yeah i literally said like who cares about a chef like, I don't care what a chef does, like, especially if he was on reality TV. And I saw him speak and I turned to my friend who was with me at this event and I go, I need to be friends with that guy. <laughs> and so like fast forward, like a year, year and a half later, he ended up coming on my show through some connections and sat down and had a conversation with him. And he's become one of my dear friends. I consider him my mentor in so many ways. Yeah, nice. Um, and so like that, that moment of like, being the person in the audience to seeing him speak on stage to having him on the podcast to him becoming a friend. And then he spoke at my event in 2019 uh, that I put together. I think those moments are really, really cool. So Fabio will always be in the top for me. 
Um, Ed Milet, who's over my shoulder, who, uh, mm-hmm. if you don't know him, he's phenomenal, has great content. He was somebody that I absorbed his content regularly. Like I was yeah. like, he, I don't follow many people. Like I'm not one to, to like dive in and be attached or whatever. And he was mm-hmm. one that I was and ended up getting him on the show. And the moment with him was he never got on the zoom. Okay. We were supposed to do the interview. And so I sent him a, an email because that's all I had at the time. And I was like, Hey man, are we still doing this? And he replied, he's like, my internet's not working. Call me. And he gives me my, gives me his phone number. And uh, I hate talking on the phone. This is a fun fact about me. I hate talking on the phone. I need to see video or I'm just not doing it. And like, I had a call today with somebody. He's like, yeah, just call me at 10. So I FaceTimed him because I'm like, I need to see a face. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I call him. I'm nervous as shit. He's somebody I admire. And at the end of the call, I said to him what I say to most people at the end of a conversation. I go, you know, let me know how I can support you. And there was just dead silence on the other side of the phone. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, I like looked at my phone to see if he hung up before I said it or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's like, hey, sorry. He's like, um, nobody ever asks me that. He's like, yeah. whenever I talk to the guy's worth half a billion dollars, right? Yeah. Like, it's like insane, his success in business. And he's like, everybody was asked me for something. They never asked what they could do for me. So I don't even have an answer for you. And so I came up with some things. And I introduced him to some cool people that I had in my circle. And to this day, he's somebody that I can text and he will text me right back. That's like, funny. That's nuts, it's man. it's just crazy. <laughs> so those moments. So he's probably number two on the list. Um, and then, you know, I'll scatter in some like childhood memory stuff. Right. Like I've had DDP, who we mentioned, mm-hmm. Ricky Williams, who, you know, when we go back, I'm not I, I, I watch sports now. I'm not a fanatic anymore. But when I was yeah. a senior in high school, the year he got drafted, I was a fanatic. So like, yeah. that was a huge story then. So him coming on and hearing his story was amazing. Um, and then like Goldberg, the goalie from Mighty Ducks was on my show his story's insane. Yeah. Just crazy. Um, and then like all these people that I've, you know, I've been able to sit down and and become friends with, right. There's a guy named Nick Santanastasso who he's actually behind my head. He was born with no legs, one arm, one finger. Oh Uh, yeah. And yeah. So he speaks on Tony Robbins stage all the time. He's huge now, but the crazy story with him is I was his first podcast. Like he was nervous. He was yeah. like tripping over his words. And now he's speaking on the biggest stages in the world. He spoke at my event, not that my stage is the biggest stage in the world, but he spoke at my event back in May of this year. But he's somebody that like every time we talk, he's like, if there's anything you need, if there's ever anything, like he has multiple seven figure businesses now, like it's just crazy. But, you know, um, I think those little moments for me more than, hey, what's what what's the nugget or what's the thing that you learn from these people? Because yeah, I learned yeah. from everybody. Um but yeah, the, it's just, it's just unreal, man. Like I, I whenever <laughs> I, I truly, whenever I truly think about it, I'm like, wow, I'm, I'm just, I'm really, really blessed, you know? And then, the, you know, people like Gabby Bernstein, who's like the, the leader in the spiritual world. Like she's somebody mm-hmm. who she's been on my podcast twice. She's somebody that I can text and reach out to. And um, it's just wild, dude. Dude. I'm like, like I said before, dude, like you've come a long way. Like I'm, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like, and like, you were selling Cutco knives as like trying to get, trying to convince people that these knives don't ever rust or go dull. (laughs) Like, like I remember trying to get a job with you and like, or maybe it wasn't like directly with you, but wait, who was the, who was the guy, the tall dude? Dickie. Yeah. What was it? Rich, Rich. Richard Teasdale. Rich so Dickie Dickie Teasdale. We can call him Dick Tease, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. He was my manager. Yeah. Dude, I remember like coming in for like an interview and like he was so aggressive though. He was he was like one of the to this day, I'm like still one of the most aggressive people, but like in the in the kindest way. Like he wasn't like an asshole or anything like that. 
but he was just like, he really wanted me to sell knives. I was like, no, you don't. You just want me to be under you in this semi-pyramid scheme. <laughs> Dude, it's, you know, I I I owe a lot to Cutco, um, but how they do it is so dirty. And <laughs> it's just, it's an interesting thing. But like, when I look back at my trajectory of life, it started with Cutco. Like I was, yeah. I was, I was lost, man, like 19 years old. My parents had their issues. You know, I didn't get into college because I was a terrible student. Um, and Cutco was like my opportunity to go, hey, you can create something out of yourself. Yeah, right? exactly. And yep. so it was really great from that standpoint. So what I always say is actually when I work for them, Dickie handed me a book called Who Moved My Cheese? And it was the <laughs> first self-development book I read. It's really, it's like 45 minute read because otherwise I wouldn't have read it. Yeah. And it talks about how like everything's going to change around you no matter what you do. So what matters is how you react to that change. And so for me, that was like my aha moment of like, oh shit, my, like the things that happen around me don't dictate who I become. Oh yeah, for and, sure. Mm -hmm. And now obviously look, like it was a long journey, right? So like 19 and I didn't start this podcast till 31. It took me that long to figure out my vehicle. Um, but it, it gave me that glimmer of hope to go, you can, you can do something with your life. I mean, and it, it was, it was a long fucking journey, man. Like, it oh, was for like, sure. you know, one thing after another, after another. And like, I'm like, why can't I figure this out? Why can't I figure this out? But it gave me that glimmer of hope. But as far as Cucko goes, I always say this, like, obviously I don't think my bonus kids will do it, but if I ever had kids of my own, I always said that I would make them <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. for a summer. <laughs> I, keep, I keep getting a kick out of my, you keep calling them bonus kids. <laughs> like that's so, such a great, it's such a great, uh, way to to look at it dude it's just like really because i always feel like a like step you like you feel like it, it feels kind of dirty i don't i don't know like to me i was just like oh these are my step kids you know like, these dude, are my bonus kids like yeah these are fucking awesome dudes it's <laughs> it's, girls, a, it's a whatever. funny term that i don't even i don't even know where it came from um yeah. so first of all we're not married yet so they're not actually my step kids yeah um but you know you started they started having that conversation of like what do we call you and they call me justin but they like they refer to me now as their bonus dad to their friends yeah and stuff like that and so like the bonus thing came about for us because i was so heavily involved in their life that i was more than their mom's boyfriend yeah um but i was like i'm not your stepdad so i can't say oh you're my stepkids um, yeah yeah and you're i mean even though i look at you like you're my kids you're not my kids um from from a biological standpoint so the bonus thing came about but here's here's the point of me telling you this the bonus thing shakes people yeah they don't get it I posted a video like, dude, I come up with, I feel like I come up with great, inspiring content on social media. Some things do really 14,000, 15,000, 16,000 views, whatever, you know, sometimes over 20,000 views. I posted a video of Lucy, who's the nine-year-old mm -hmm. in her Halloween school, Halloween parade. And she did this thing where she didn't, she was like a, a broken possessed doll or something. <laughs> and so she didn't break character in this video. Like she like didn't nice. smile. She like did this creepy wave to us because she saw us. And I posted the video and I said, when you go to your bonus daughter's school parade and she refuses to break character, 6.6 .6 million views on Facebook. Oh my God. All the comments, people are going, what the fuck's a bonus kid? And then people are like, oh, it's when you don't care about the kid. And so you're just calling them a bonus. Like, I was like, this is insane. No. Like the, the internet is crazy. Dude, the crazy. internet. Yeah, for sure. The, the internet wins a lot of times, dude. Uh, that's great. That's yeah. like, uh, so one of the, my, my viral, uh, moment was during the pandemic and I decided, I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to, I'm going to do some TikToks and, you know, 
this is I'll I'll just put it out because like it's fun and it's funny. And I did a couple TikToks where I'm like, hey, like this is some good stuff, right, guys? This is some good stuff. <laughs> and then I did this one TikTok where I was like, it's too, I can't remember. I think it's a Wii Sports music that do 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 oh, yeah. do do. So I did this TikTok to that um where I was just showing off my plants. Now be- beyond this point, like I had never really put out any content about my plants or anything. Like I every once in a while I'm like, oh yeah, I got a new plant and it was here. But this is the only time that I like really showed like, oh, I I have tons and tons of plants. And to each beat, the boop, boo, boop, 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 boop was a different plant. And I stood there like with this weird face and like <laughs> this like funny smile. And I put that out. And then I woke up the next morning. I had maybe a hundred and something followers. And then I woke up the next morning and I had 10,000 followers. And I was like, what the hell just happened? And I looked and someone had took that video and made a meme out of it. And they tagged me. And it just said, when anyone comes to my apartment. <laughs> so it's just like me showing off all of these plants. And then That's that awesome. video went to another meme site. And then it went to another one. And then by the end of the month, that video itself had like 80 million <laughs> views collectively. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> and people to this day still send me that, like, did you know you're a meme? I'm like, yes, that was three years ago. Yes, of course I know I'm a meme. <laughs> like, <Yeah. you> know? <laughs> but like, it was just like, that's not what I wanted to put out. And then I started trying to do um, like plant content, which I was never like, you know, the plant guy. I was just like, hey, I love my plants. And like, I've embraced it somewhat. But I was never like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing some plant content. I was trying to do singing stuff and, like, sure. stupid sketch comedy bullshit. And, like, now I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's the plant daddy. And I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> the, the I, And it's funny. So the reason I know I know that story about the TikTok, not because you told me, but because somebody sent me a meme of you and said, did you <laughs> see, did you see Reed's a meme? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that's insane. <laughs> Like, this is amazing. But I, I also in the back of my head, I was like, of course, like, you're one of the coolest people I know. Like, when I think of cool, I think of you. Uh, and, I, yes. and I often go, I also go, how do I, how am I cool? How do I, like, become cool like you? <laughs> and and I mean cool literally in the sense of, like, when you're six years old and you go, that's cool. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're that person. And uh, I realized uh, that yeah. if I ever dressed like you or tried to act like you, I'd look like an idiot. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do this. But oftentimes then I was like, not surprised whatsoever, but it is yeah. a shame because I think about that, that video with Lucy on Facebook, 6.6 million views on Facebook, a hundred thousand on TikTok, flopped on Instagram, which is the one place I would want it to blow up. Yeah. But flopped <laughs> on Instagram. It was like 10,000 views on YouTube shorts, whatever. And, but on Facebook alone, I went from, I, I've like, the, I have like the 5,000 friends. So before I like created a, a creator account, you had to be friends with people. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, 5,000 friends and I was there forever. And then I had like 1,200, 1,600 followers. And I think I have like almost 8,000 followers now on Facebook on top of the 5,000 friends yeah. because of that video. And so I'm like, that's nuts. <laughs> well, they don't, they don't care about anything that I actually do. Yeah. Right. Like, so now I'm like, I try and come up with content about Lucy and being her bonus dad. So there's another one on Thanksgiving that went semi-viral 
And it was like the so stupid. You know the sound? I think it's on TikTok. It was like, oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I've been still trying to figure out how to use that one. I just have it saved. Like I have like a catalog of saved sounds. I'm like, I'm gonna do something to this. And I've never done anything. I think I saved that like two years ago. I'm like, nah, I'm I'm never gonna do anything with it. But Dude, yes. I've got a I've got a plan idea for you. So there's a there's a, a um I guess it's like, what do they call filters or whatever, right? Yeah. Where they, t- it like literally takes your head and like makes you like the head swivel like this. <laughs> yeah, so that's yeah. what I did with her. And I just, she came down the stairs and I had that on her and she had no idea that I had that filter on. <laughs> and she like looked at, just deadpan looked at me. She had no idea what I was doing. She could hear the sound. And then she like started to do this weird dance at the end. And I was like, that's freaking perfect. And I posted that and I go, when your bone, I was like something like when your bonus daughter says she's excited for turkey on thanksgiving but she's really uh-huh. only going to eat the rolls right <laughs> and so like that one that one kind of blew up as well yeah and, but i'm like this is this doesn't get people to my podcast this doesn't get people to no, anything that i'm doing you know it's just but it, it shows them it just shows them that like you're a family dude and that you're like you know you you embrace you know a family and you you know, like, I think that's just an amazing thing like that you've got going on man you've you've got some bonus kids man and like <laughs> you know that's freaking awesome like and you know if if things go wrong you could technically be like all right peace you know but <laughs> but that's not you that's not the type of dude you are you know <laughs> yeah i've act, i've actually had pretty i mean after i got attached to them um took a, took a while because i was like I, I was at the point in my life where i was like i don't want kids and so yeah. i always say so this is terrible this is the first time i'm saying this on a podcast too but i've said it many times in my own personal life um i think babies are hideous <laughs> like like i don't they're all ugly i don't care what you say like you post look, a picture yeah. of your newborn and i'm gonna be like that's that thing is hideous and if you're crying and i say to you why are you crying and you don't have an answer for me i don't want to deal with you so i knew i knew that i was not having kids of my own but when you meet a woman who's amazing and an amazing mom yeah uh, and these kids are already old enough to tell you oh i stubbed my toe that's why i'm crying yeah exactly cool <laughs> Then I can play ball. And so it ended up being, man, honestly, like we always say, you know, instant family, just add Justin. Yeah. Um, and so it worked out. It worked out in my favor for sure. Like I, <laughs> I often go, how did I get, how did I get so lucky? But we also know, I mean, people that are into self-development, like, you know, you've done the work, right. And then oh, once sure. you do the work, the rest kind of takes care of itself. But yeah man. yeah, man, being a family man, I did not think I was checking that one off the list. <laughs> Dude. I mean, to be honest, neither did I, you know, but like it, it looks good on you. Like, like no doubt. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's like it's cleared up your skin and everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also, dude. Guys get better looking as they get older. This, like this, I, is, you know, uh, it's it's unfortunate but true. It's a it's a gift and a curse, you know. But suck yeah, it. I always I always said I'm going to be the most attractive 50 year old of all time. Like I'm <laughs> I'm really excited for 50 because uh, I think been, that's going to be my best year. Dude, I've been I have been braced getting older one of the, my friends will tell you my you know, my other friends <laughs> will tell you like i'm so excited to have gray in my beard and i've got like I, I think i've got five or six now i'm aging i feel like fine wine you know or well, cheese I, it's funny. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> do you publicly say you're, i don't know how old you are do you publicly say your age i usually don't i mean just because like it's fun to have people guess yeah. you know but i'm so but okay. I'm gonna so bleep I knew that you were, out. I didn't. I didn't want to say anything because I knew. I knew we were around the same age. Yeah. Um, but you would. I mean, you would never guess. But I think our generation in general. I found a 
a photo, which it was my seventh birthday party. And so the Eagles mascot came to my seventh birthday party because my dad worked with some person who was like related to the guy who played bird brain. That was the Eagles mascot at the time. (laughs) And so he was at my seventh birthday. And in this photo, it's bird brain, my dad and me. And in the photo, my dad's 34 years old Mm -hmm. and he looks 45. Oh God. (laughs) Like not, not that he had great, gray hair or anything, but it was just that generation. And then my grandparents, my dad's parents, when they were like 60, looked like they were 90. Yeah. And I feel like our generation, we just didn't really know how to grow up. Like it's like Peter Pan syndrome or something. Yeah, like we yep, I, that, look young. Honest. We try and stay co- cooler on the trends or whatever. And I don't know, man. It's interesting, but I have I have a lot of grades now, and I I I relate that to um, the bonus kids. <laughs> well, at least you got all your hair, though. I mean, most of it. I mean, you got you have great hair, dude. Wait, let me wait, have, bend down. Let me. I have see. a gigantic forehead, so people think that I'm balding, but the gigantic forehead has always been there. <laughs> And so people say, oh, you got the receding hairline. I'm like, no, this has been the hairline since birth. Like, it is what it is. <laughs> Dude, we we played this event the other day. It was a wedding. I can't remember. It was, a, it was an event of some sort. But there was a guy there, and his hairline was, his hairline, his hairline was afraid of his eyebrows, I think. <laughs> and like, dude, if like you salute at your hairline, he would salute like this. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's messed like, up. You gotta let and, it go at some point, bro. I know. I, yeah, and and on top of that, <laughs> it was lined up. So like a barber went in and lined up his like the top of his head, and I get on. We have a talkback mic on the on the stage where just us, you know, all we can. We're the only ones who can hear this mic. Oh, that's and awesome. um, yeah, it's it's amazing. So if you ever come to a show and you see us dying laughing. Like for no reason, it's because we said something stupid on that microphone. So I go to the microphone and I start laughing before I even get there. And my drummer, Joel, he starts shaking his head and he starts laughing because he saw me see this guy. (laughs) And we, it was just, it was ridiculous. I was like on the floor, like laughing. Like I, my knees were weak. I couldn't, I couldn't do it. It was oh my god! I'm like, dude. But do you blame the go. barber? Do you blame the barber? No, it's not the barber's fault. Like he should have just let that shit go. Just give just it don't up, do that. man. Just give it up. <laughs> just give it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, cheers to getting older, man. Right, cheers. So, dude, like you, your your podcast helps hundreds of thousands of people. You know, it, your your reach is just like ridiculous right now 100 countries like every like every week there's tons and tons of people listening and they're they're getting advice from you they're getting advice from your guests like but what is like the the biggest piece of advice that you have or that you've learned or that you've gotten yeah so there's a couple of things i mean i think the one thing is accepting yourself exactly the way you are right now Um, i think that's the first the, the biggest first step somebody can take to create the life that they want, right? You have mm-hmm. to be accepting of where you are today. So I, it's always that whole idea of like, then this is kind of hard for a lot of people to hear, but where you are right now, you chose to be here based yeah. off of your actions yesterday and the day before. But the beauty of that quote is that means you can be anywhere you want in the future, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to embrace who you are today because you've created that. Um, and then from there, like, what can you do today to, to make a difference in your life? 
And so for me, what, what really was a huge change for me was number one, asking for help was a, was a huge thing, you know, therapists and coaches, and I've, I've had them all and have them all. And in all areas of my life, whether it be relationships or spirituality or wellness or whatever, I've had all the coaches and, and all that stuff. Um, but, but I started a routine. I do fourth, not a routine. I do four things every single day that are non-negotiables mm-hmm. um, that changed my life completely. And so a couple of things, when you, when you set a non-negotiable in your life and you stick to it, there's a, there's a sense of pride. Oh, in, for sure in that, right? Like, so you lay your head on the pillow every night and be like, I can, I can, even though today might not have been a great day, I at least did those things that, you know, move me forward in some way, shape or form. And I learned this by asking a specific question on my podcast with almost every single guest, which is a two-part question. The first part was, what's your definition of success? The second part is, what are three things you do every single day to ensure that success for yourself? And obviously the definition of success always varied and was a little bit different for every single person. But I realized the common thread with the three things they did was to make sure they were taking care of themselves in some way, shape or form, right? It was to fill their own cup. Uh, And a lot of times people who are giving and caring um, they want to help other people so much they forget about themselves. And so I do four things every single day um, to fill my own cup and what's in my cup is for me and whatever flows is for everybody else. And I realized, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. I didn't mean, I I didn't mean to cut you off, but so I listened to a couple of, a couple of the episodes and you, you, you mentioned that a bunch of times. So every episode that I do, I do an actual, you know, advice opener and my advice opener today was you you fill your own cup first uh because you can't pour from an empty cup what's what's in my cup is mine and what overflows is everyone else's dude i like i i was just like like when i heard that it like i was just oh my god like that's (laughs) (laughs) that is that is amazing man i like i was like that's my that's my new fucking mantra like like Dude, so many people could learn from that. I'm going to send that to so many people. Like, and yeah. so thank you for that. But I'm sorry, continue. No, yeah, but it's, it, but it's true because I mean, for the longest time, I was trying to pour from an empty cup and and that's worthless to me and, and everybody else around me. Like if I've got nothing to give, then, then what matters, right? Nothing, yeah. like nothing yeah. matters. And so the, I do four things every day to, to make sure my cup is full and, and I'll just go through them really quick. So one is I, I take a walk every morning. So whether it's two or three miles, I walk, uh, usually with my fiance. So it's a great way for us to to connect and uh, figure out our day. And it's kind of like our morning meeting, but at the same time, I move my body, right? So making yeah. sure my body is still moving. I, I plan to be around a long time. I mean, I could walk outside and get hit by a bus, but I plan to be around a long time. So the only way I can do that is by moving my body. The second thing is I do a, a daily visualization practice. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's, hey, I've got a, a big interview I'm doing. So let me visualize what that looks like. But sometimes it's grander, right? Like what, where do I want my life to end up being like? What? So I literally go into a visualization practice and a lot of times I'll set it to music um, and I will uh, literally go, what's it feel like? What's it smell like? What's it look like? What's all the, all the senses that I bring them in, right? And so therefore I transport myself to that place. And what I found was when I do that, the actions it's going to take to get there become a lot easier. Yeah. I already felt it. I felt it like at my core. So it's daily visualization practice. Number three, I learn something new every single day, um, whether it's from a conversation I have, whether it's reading a book, listening to a podcast to make sure I learn something new every single day. And I think part of that for me is number one, obviously, if, if I'm not learning, I, I, I love the quote, if it's not growing, it's dead. 
Yeah. So if I'm not learning, I'm, I'm dead. Right. So I have to constantly evolve and grow. Uh, but also it helps me teach people and, and helps them grow, right? That mm-hmm. overflow process. And then the fourth thing is I reach out to somebody I care about every single day and just say, hey, just hope you're well. You know, I know you're going through something. If, if you need anything, let me know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, and I do that. And so it's funny when I say these things to people, they usually go, well, that fourth one doesn't sound like it's for you. Like that feels like you're giving, but that practice, what it's done for me, number one, it feels good to me to be there for people. Yeah. Uh, but sure. number two, I can't tell you how many texts I get in a week where people are like, yo man, just checking in. Hope you're well. Mm-hmm. Like, so therefore it's like this reciprocal, almost like easy thing for people to do as well back to me. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's become a beautiful practice that so many people that I've coached and I've worked with, they do the same thing. And that was probably the biggest life-changing thing uh, for me because my relationships grew exponentially. It's become easier to get into the rooms I want to get into. Hmm. Uh, my, my finances have grown. My relationships have gotten better. Uh, and it's been massive. And so when I started doing those four things, everything became easier. Yeah, like sure. making money became easier. Being happy became easier. Being uh, a good, you know, uh, soon to be husband to my fiance easier, all those things. And so I would say that 340 days a year, I do all four of those things. The days that I miss it, I'm out of whack, man. Like, it's like <laughs> yeah, it's not healthy. It's not good. I'm mm-hmm. miserable. Like, so I, I really, really try my best to stick to those four things every day. And that was my biggest takeaway from, from 450 plus episodes on the show of like, these, these are the, the tiny little things that we can do to make sure that we're taken care of. And then therefore we can take care of others. That's awesome, man. Dude, I can't believe, I still, still can't believe that you're getting married. Like, (laughs) I but can't the biggest thing, say yes. the biggest thing that I can't believe is that you lost my invitation in the mail. Like I can't. <laughs> I said, I said, yo, we can't afford his band, so I don't know if we can invite him. That's just not good. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking with you, dude. Yo, but like, congrats. Like, like I said, congrats to that man. But so, I think that you might be able to help with the first uh bit of advice like how 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 good do you think at giving advice you are wait did i say i feel like i feel like i never say it right every time i ask that question i am drinking uh i made a smoke a smoked uh tequila with some ginger and lemongrass it's really funny. <laughs> By the way, let's, so let's rewind. Out. Let's rewind this interview really quick, where I was like, I just dreamed to be as cool as as you. Like, <laughs> come on, I'm literally pouring. Like, I have the bottle here just in case I run out. Like, it's just Glenn Livid. Like, like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I realized once I started talking, I was just like, yeah, this is bougie as fuck. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing, though. It's really good. It's really good. I'll make you one. Yeah, you know, when we do the. The second one we can be in person. We we need to. And and next time now that I know you you want to do these in person, we'll we'll make it work for sure. Oh, for sure. Hell yeah, man. Um what, what was I saying? Oh yeah, I was just asking, like, <laughs> do you think you're good at advice? Scale of one to ten, how good do you think you are at giving advice? Oh, that's so broad. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I think I'm a better listener than I am at giving advice. Okay. All right. And and what I mean by that is that I can listen and absorb what somebody's feeling and I can kind of navigate them through that process. So I'm going to, so giving advice, I'd say I'm like a seven. Okay. All right. That's good. I, 
there's there's people who really who really need your help. Honestly, so there's one person. Actually, I'll do that one first. Um, so when I have a couple friends who they they love the podcast so far, and they've asked me like, "Oh, who are you having on? Who are you, like who's who's going to be your next guest?" And I've told them a couple. And my friend yesterday asked me like, "Oh, who are you having on?" And I was like, "Oh, Justin Shank. Uh, he does this dude like from the Growth Podcast." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, from the Growth Podcast." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh shit, you know the podcast?" And she was like, "I That's fucking love that podcast." <laughs> and she's a she's like a fitness model, and she's like awesome. But so like like I was saying, this next person is uh, a friend of mine and a fan of yours. So we're gonna get into it. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. <laughs> I hope I hope my seven's good enough for her. That's, I, I that's think, what I'm hoping for. <laughs> I'm a I'm a seven in real life, but a ten in all your hearts. I think that's <laughs> that's where we're at. All right, Justin, please help me. Oh. I'm such a big fan of your podcast. I got into it back in 2020 during the pandy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and listening to. And listening to your podcast has inspired me to get my health in order. I'm five foot four, and for most of my adult life, I've weighed over 200 pounds. During the last two years, I've gotten really into fitness, and I've lost uh, 62 pounds, and I look fucking hot. That's in all caps. (laughs) Six pack and all. (laughs) Here's my problem. My boyfriend of six years is also a big guy. He's 5'10". And about 270 pounds. Um, Since my weight loss, I've gotten more energy and I've gotten a higher sex drive. And I just want to be fucked. Also in caps. (laughs) Like railed. I mean, pounded. (laughs) (laughs) My boyfriend can't do that. Uh, He gets very winded, very sweaty, and needs to take a break. Um, in a sex sex session that's only about six minutes long. I've repeatedly asked him to start going to work out with me or at least getting his health in order, and he has no desire to do that. I love him so much, and I feel like a shitty girlfriend when I get turned off by him, but, sorry, when I get turned off by him, but I think that me getting turned off is more about his lack of motivation than the way he looks. Uh, I've been thinking about new options, but I don't know what to do. Please help me. Signed, fit and unfucked. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> so I didn't mean to laugh after that. Cause I, you know, I, I look, here's the thing. Um, a lot of times people's lack of confidence, let's word it that way right? Lack of confidence and confidence comes the ability to, to get better in all areas of your life, Mm -hmm. whether that's in bed, whether that's getting rid of your gut, whether that's whatever. The lack of confidence comes from what we call limiting beliefs. Yeah. For her, it may have been easy one day to wake up and go, okay, I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to start working out for Mm -hmm. him. It may go deeper than that. Obviously not knowing who these people are. It's, it's difficult to say it's anything different. But the reality is we all have limiting beliefs that affects us in different areas of our life. I still have them. The people that we talked about on my wall still have them. 
Um, they confide in me in so many different ways about the things they do, right? Just because somebody has a billion dollars doesn't mean they feel like they're a good husband or father or mother or whatever. No, for sure. Yeah. It goes, so, it goes back to like their core belief, like they, that their core value. Yeah. A hundred percent. Right. Like people go, Oh, he's, you know, this person's overweight. He or she is, you know, just eats their face off and they don't care about anything. Well, it comes from a, a place of, of lack, lack of confidence comes from a limiting belief. And so I would, if they're open enough to have a conversation of like, where do you think this trauma comes from, right? When somebody's super overweight, it comes from a trauma because they may be indulging in food because things are bothering them or they don't feel good enough or they may, may be indulging in alcohol for that same reason, whatever the case may be. Um, I would have that conversation with him first before you make any rash decisions. Clearly, you've been with this person for a long time. You getting fit doesn't change the way you feel about him yeah, at exactly. the core. Yeah, so I would say have that conversation about limiting beliefs, right? So when I talk about limiting beliefs, um, it all comes back to four different places in life. Uh, and it could be one of, it comes from four different places. One is your childhood. And it could be literally as something as simple as you're walking through the mall back when you used to go to malls, walking through the mall with your mom and your mom ran into an old college friend and they go, oh my gosh. And they're excited to see each other and they hug and you hide behind your mom's leg and they go, oh, that's just Justin. He's just shy. Boom, yeah. limiting belief implanted in the back of your brain. It could be that mm -hmm. simple. The rest of your life, you're going to go through life going, oh, I'm, I'm shy. I have to own this because my mom said it. I'm shy. Mm. Second place is self-worth, right? That negative self-talk that we have with ourselves, right? And, and a lot of those times goes back to childhood again. And like, say you're at a middle school dance and you go up to a girl or a guy and you go, hey, will you dance with me? And, and she goes, no, I'm, I'm waiting for Reed to ask me to dance. And I go, well, of course you are. Um, but... <laughs> Then you go and look in the mirror and you go, oh man, you're ugly. You're fat. You're gross. You're these things. She didn't say that. She just said she's waiting for somebody else and that's okay. Yeah. But as kids, we go, oh, even as adults, this happens, right? Like, oh, oh, for God. sure. Yeah. All that negative self-talk. The third place is society. Simple as society says, oh, you're black. You can't do that. Society says you're gay. You can't do that. Society says you're a woman. You can't be the boss. Whatever the case may be, right? Um, society, society says, I grew up poor with an addict's parent. I should be an addict, right? Like that's what they say. Mm -hmm. um, limiting belief. And then the fourth place, this is the tough one. The fourth place is the subconscious, right? A lot of times we go through traumas in our life that we actually bury and we forget that they actually happened. So this is probably the hardest one to uncover uh, because we don't actually remember and it takes a lot of work to figure it out. But you have to figure out where does that limiting belief for your boyfriend come from that he feels like he needs to go back to food. He can't get to the gym. He feels like he's being judged, whatever the case may be. Um, so figure that part out. And then there's a three-step process where you can help him through this uh, in order to overcome that limiting belief. Number one, you have to approach this from a place, place of empathy. It's not yeah, just because sure. he likes cheeseburgers. Like <laughs> that's not the case, right? And so there's a three-step process. First step is get uncomfortable, right? We're all energy. We're, new, we're protons, neutrons, electrons, all that stuff. We're literally energy. And so in order to get out of the routine that we're used to, we have to disrupt that energy. So we have to do something that disrupts that, right? So let's talk about something uncomfortable in the fitness space, a challenge like 75 hard, which is 75 days of insane, like crazy stuff that you have to do. Yeah. Um, commit to that. So committing to that, to the people you love is uncomfortable because you go, I'm going to do this thing. So all of a sudden people are expecting a different you in 75 days. That's fucking uncomfortable. Number two, this, this, the second step is, is surround yourself with the right people. And I hope this fit and unfucked, I hope that she 
can be that supporting person for him through this process. Mm -hmm. And the third step is take action, right? He has to take action in order to overcome these things. And then I would say this, let's get back to the relationship part of this advice. If then having this open dialogue, having this conversation, being the supportive partner, if he doesn't take the action, then you have to make the uncomfortable decision for yourself. Am I happy in this relationship? Mm -hmm. Give him the chance, talk him through the processes he doesn't, he might not understand, right? And then be the supportive person. And if at that point, he's still not willing to make a change, then you have to make the uncomfortable decision to go, this relationship isn't for me. Yeah. And the end of the day in a relationship, you have to take care of yourself first, no matter what. Like me and Lauren talk about this all the time. I'd be devastated if she left me. Fucking devastated. She is the most amazing woman I ever met in my life. But I'd be okay if she left me. Yeah. Because he's got to be okay with him. She's got to be okay with her. Um, and so I think that's the kind of the process that she takes in that whole entire thing. Yeah, dude, that's, that's solid ass advice. <laughs> like no joke. <laughs> yeah. I, I keep latching on to the, to the, to the part of it where, um, she feels, she feels bad about not being attracted to him. And I'm like, well, this, there, there, there are, you know, things that she can do to help walk him through it. And, you know, honestly, I think being honest about like, hey, like because of these things, because of your lack of motivation, because of like, you know, I've got this energy, like fucking tell him that like that could be a massive motivator for him. It's like, oh, like, like you, you have this energy, you feel more attractive when I'm motivated like that, like just that alone could be like good enough motivation like oh cool i'm gonna get fucked uh three times this week instead of one and a half cool like (laughs) yeah no it's and it's true and and honestly you know how attractive like uh what's the word i'm looking for see this is what happens man i'm losing words because i'm a glass of scotch in um (laughs) but there there's an attractiveness to people who try Mm -hmm. and and in my opinion look like when she was when she was heavier he was still heavy but Mm -hmm. she was still attracted to him yeah. When she got the motivation to try, all of a sudden her attractiveness changed. I don't know if he's gained weight in this process as well, but at the same time, I think her lack of attraction isn't necessarily physical. It's yeah. the I'm a motivated person who goes to the gym every day and you're just sitting on the couch watching TV. Yeah. And so if you're yeah. able to have that open dialogue, communication is key in any relationship, whether that's love relationship, a friendship, anything. Um, and I would say it's a lot healthier to have that uncomfortable conversation now than to be in pain for the rest of your life. Oh, for sure. Especially when you're not getting railed. <laughs> well, that, you know, get that absolutely. It's funny because I'm trying not to say certain things you say because the, the bonus son is in the house. But yes, 100%. Um, that would help as well. You know, it's funny. I didn't, I didn't get to this part of your podcast where you ask these questions from people. Oh, really? <laughs> and so I had no idea this was going to happen. And I'm probably giving you these like ultra like over the top answers. And most people are like, fucking leave them. No, (laughs) (laughs) but that's the point. That's the point of like having different guesses, like getting different opinions. And like, dude, I I love the way that you approach that. That was like awesome. And then like our, just our back and forth is pretty cool. Well, I know that like, uh, you said one of your, one of the, uh, pillars, or you have your four pillars. Four I can't pillars, remember yep. the four pillars. Uh, one of them is spirituality. This next person needs help with spirituality. Hello, Reed. I started dating my girlfriend three years ago. Um, we started 
uh, when we started dating, she talked about wanting to marry someone with faith. Uh, I personally am not religious. I've never been religious. And to be quite honest, organized religion is not for me. But somehow I fell deeply in love with this woman. In October, I asked her to marry her. And she, I asked her, I asked her to marry me, and she said yes. Now, times being what they are, I've actually never met her parents in person. I've had quick FaceTimes with them, but that's been it. Uh, my fiance has stressed to me that her parents' approval means everything, and that they are very, very religious. I know enough scripture and enough about Christianity to fake my way through a FaceTime call, but I will not survive a full encounter. I am fucking nervous that my facade is going to fall apart and so will my relationship. For the next couple of weeks, should I just brush up on my Bible skills? I don't know what to do. Should I just tell them that I don't believe in Jesus? Please help. <laughs> Signed. AARON 316. <laughs> all right. Um, so, so first of all, religion and spirituality are two different things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I grew up, my grandfather was a pastor in a Methodist church. He literally I at one point did not know that. <laughs> yeah. So I'm a, I'm a pastor's grandkid. My mom was a pastor's kid. They usually end up the worst, um, <laughs> the PKs. So I grew up in church. I would go to church every single week. And as a young kid, not knowing, I, I loved church. I loved yeah. going there. I loved community. Um, to this day, I'm a believer of God. I'm a Christian. I believe in Jesus. I hate organized religion. Gotcha. Um, and so spiritual, let me, let me frame what spirituality is to me. And then, and then I'll get into answer a, a Ron, his, his, his question. So spirituality to me is you need to believe two things. One, there's something greater than you, right? Something has created all of this, whatever you want to call it, God, Allah, source, mother nature, energy, whatever, something mm -hmm. created this because you certainly didn't, right? And so that's the first thing. The second thing is we all have to agree that everything is energy. Yeah. And to break it down into science, that's the facts. This desk that I'm leaning on right now, this is, this is energy. I'm energy, you're energy. Um, and energy can be transferred and pushed against and all of the things in between. So spirituality to me is, the, the acceptance of something greater than you, and then the ability or the desire to want to get the energy around us to flow with us instead of against us. So to mm. me, that's spirituality. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Now, when we talk about religion, that's a different thing. Religion is, I mean, my own opinion, religion is kind of like <laughs> a cult um, <laughs> I mean, where it, it's a business. I mean, the end of the day, religion's a business, right? I mean, they and, get tax breaks. They get a ton of tax breaks. <laughs> the, the Catholic Church could solve all the problems of the world with the money they have that they're not paying taxes on. Um, but but the reality is this. So number one, never fake who you are. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be shown to the family who you are. The best approach to this is curiosity. So curiosity to me is the superpower in the world. If you approach everything in your life with curiosity, you're gonna win every fucking time. Right. If I if you and I disagree on politics or you and I disagree on the the covids and the vaccines and the things. And I said to you, well, I'm not fucking vaccinated because fuck that. There's this, this, this versus. Well, why do you feel like you needed to get vaccinated? Hmm. Yeah. Talk to me about it. And then to to respond to that without judgment and to ask the question without judgment and to have true curiosity to get an answer. Um. So my advice to him is don't fake it. 
be curious, be like, Hey, you know what? I didn't, I wasn't raised in a church. Mm-hmm. Obviously I love your daughter and I'm, and I'm willing to learn more and, and see how I feel about it. Um, another step, there's a book that I recommend he read called uh, what is the Bible It was written by a guy named Rob Bell. It's fucking amazing. So Rob Bell huh. used to be a pastor of a mega church. He woke up one day and said, all I'm doing is bu- building bigger buildings. I'm leaving the church. Oh, wait, I think, I've, I think I've heard of this dude, actually. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing the way that he approaches things. And the book is so incredible. Um, so the subtitle of the book is something along the lines of like, what is the Bible? It's a collection of 50,000 poems and stories written by 50 people over the course of X amount of years. Like mm-hmm. that's the subtitle to the book, right? Um, and now keep in mind, this is a guy who ran churches, biggest yeah. churches in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really opens your eyes to the idea that, Religion is okay when not used from a corrupt place. Um, and I think that's the most turnoff of people when it comes to religion is like, they kind of view it as, you know, the church shuns people who are different and the church does all these things. Mm-hmm. So open yourself to curiosity and ask the right questions versus pretending to be somebody. Um, and the end of the day, dude, if they're real Christians and they're really accepting of people, they'll understand and they'll want yeah, to teach exactly. you. Mm-hmm. And then be open to listen. Don't Don't immediately shut it off. And see where that goes, man. Because at the end of the day, if, if this woman's like religion so important to me, um, the marriage isn't going to work out if you're not at least curious. Uh, so I would say be curious in the process of going through these conversations with her parents instead of pretending like, you know, like going in and, and reciting John 3, 16 isn't going to get you very far. <laughs> For sure, dude. <laughs> That's like, a, yeah, I've, I've been in the, I've been in the, um, in this person's shoes without the marriage part. I dated a girl who who her parents were very, very religious and she wasn't like um she she wasn't super religious. Like she believed in God, but you know, she also did her own thing, we'll sure. say. Uh and she wasn't was living by the Ten Commandments, is what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I, I met her, I met her parents and you know. Like I, I, I knew I know enough scripture. Like I grew up in church, you know. I grew up Christian, um, and I, I honestly, this is a, a fun fact. I'll tell you my fun fact is when I was a kid, like probably up until I was like you know twelve or so, I wanted to be a pastor. Interesting. Like yeah, my my pastor, uh, uh, Damon B. Jones. He was amazing. He was so energetic. He could just like light up a room and I so I enjoyed just watching him and listening to him. And then I grew up and then I realized I wanted to be an entertainer because <laughs> mm. he was so entertaining. I loved his, just his swag. Everything about him was just like so freaking cool. And he's still the coolest dude now. Um, but like that, yeah, that's what I wanted to do that. But uh, I met her parents and um I had all that knowledge. I had all that I could, you know, I could easily like say grace and like seem like I was do I've been doing this for, for years upon years. You're saying the like, old, on the old rugged cross. Yeah. Like I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to be myself. I'm not going to overdo this. And like, they still freaking love me. I mean, we broke up like two months after that, but that it wasn't because <laughs> of that. So. All right. So um, you're going to have to edit. I have to pee really bad. Oh, okay, so fine. Give me, can you give me two seconds? Yeah, I mean, whatever. Right, Ruin the podcast. I'll be right back. <laughs> One eternity later. Sorry, dude. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Word. All right. So where were we? Um, 
yeah so i didn't i didn't fake it i just like you know did my thing we broke up it's whatever <laughs> if your fiance loves you the way she says she loves you knowing that you're not religious the family's going to feel the same way one thing i will say before you go in and say to the these parents of your 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 curiosity and do that that approach let her know that, hey, I'm not going to pretend to be somebody that I'm not. Yeah, for sure. Yep. I'm not going to be rude about it, but I'm just not going to pretend. Yeah. You got to definitely got to let her in on the uh, <laughs> yeah. on the game plan. <laughs> yeah, dude, I think that's uh, I think that's solid, man. I think that's solid advice. Don't just be yourself. Don't fake it. Um, they're going to more. Yeah, that, <laughs> they're going to love you. If she loves you, they're going to love you. They should. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Word. Awesome, man. Dude, uh I think we I think that's it. Yeah, I don't have any more I don't have any more questions. Dude, this show's going to fucking blow up. Like, I I, I, I surely hope so. I mean, I think I think it's already a sensation, but it'd be cool if like, you know, the cool kids start wearing my t-shirts or something like that. I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> Dude, I, I do I do have merch. <laughs> and you know, it, you know it's funny. So Growth Now, Growth Now Apparel is the website, growthnowapparel.com. Little plug. Um, and so our number one selling t-shirt is actually the only tattoo that I own. So I have a tattoo that says growth with a period after it. Uh, and I put it on a t-shirt and it's our number one selling t-shirt. So it's a really awesome. weird. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this would be cool on a t-shirt. I actually have it as my like front license plate on my car too, which is real. That's real fucking douchey. I oh yeah. You're, that oh man. <laughs> that's real douchey. Every, your whole credibility just, just tanked. <laughs> <laughs> just always on brand. You got um, vanity plates. Yeah, in in no no not no. I literally like went just to a in website. The in P, just in the in PA, okay. yeah, in PA. Okay. You don't. So vanity plates are bullshit. You don't you don't do vanity plates. I'm sorry <laughs> if you do. Um, you just don't do that. No, uh, but it's it's one of those like on the front because I bought a car and it already had the shit like on there, and I was like, oh, I don't want to drive mount. around with like a yeah, like I don't want to drive around with like a, a just a mount. So I was like, I should do something. And Lauren said, Oh, you should get the growth thing on there. I was like, Oh, that'd be cool. And so that's that's on there. Um, and it's just like a real basic like font. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool, man. And so it's our number one selling t-shirt, which is really weird that I have this tattoo that I randomly got after my event in 2019. It's the only tattoo I have. Um, and it's literally on t-shirts that people buy, which is bizarre. That's pretty cool. I want one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Growthnowapparel.com. <laughs> Word. Dude, what else do you have to plug, man? What else? What else is uh what's what's happening? You got your dude at the t-shirt. I'm, I'm not here to plug anything. Like you the got, reality is I, I like these conversations. I like I like uh helping where I can. And hopefully I said one or two things that made sense. Uh and uh yeah, dude, like if people if people are are liking what I had to say, they can find my podcast by searching growth now wherever wherever they're listening to this. Listen to a couple of episodes and if it vibes with you, click subscribe and come on the journey with me because yeah. um yeah, I've had some great success, but I'm still on a journey of overcoming my limiting beliefs. Uh oh for sure. Me trying to figure out what it who is my best self, right? Like um the the biggest secret though is I've I found the beauty in understanding that there's no arrival point. Um, and so I'm on a journey and I hope people can come along with me. So wherever they listen to this, find my podcast, take a listen and, uh, reach out to me on Instagram if, if you like it. And I'd love to hear from them. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for being on the pod, man. I was like, I, I, I remember I reached out to you and I was like, Hey man, I'm starting a podcast. I need your advice. And then you didn't text me back. And I was <laughs> like, Oh, he's too big for me. And then you text me and that's, and then I didn't answer as revenge. 
Yes. Um, so. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny? I'm I am the worst texter of all time. The greatest thing though now on my phone, I can like literally swipe and unread messages now. Yeah. So I'm I've, I'm getting better. I'm yeah, getting yeah. better at at getting back to people. I am the fucking worst uh, at texting people back because I don't. You know why? Because I read text when I'm in the middle of something. And I do the same the shit. Move. I do the same shit, um, dude. I'll get back to them, and then yeah, and then it is, and then it is what it is. But dude, honestly, like honored that you reached out and asked me to be on. I'm excited to be a part of this, and uh, anything I can do for you and 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 everything that you're building right now, I'm happy to help. Well, thanks, man. I definitely will be. Uh, we'll we'll have a we'll have another conversation about like you know I I really want to pick your brain about you know, how I can make this better and, you know, my format and like all types of stuff, you know, like my format will be my format and like I'll, I'll, it'll evolve and it'll change, but like you've had real fucking awesome success. And like I said before, I'm so proud of you, dude. You've come a long way and I am actually honored that you took time out of your schedule and I'm sorry that I was late, <laughs> but, but you, you, took time, you took time <laughs> out of your schedule to like you know help this little startup <laughs> this startup podcast so i appreciate you dude and i love you yeah man thank you love you too but dude let me know how i can support you i would actually love to have you on my show as long as you're willing to open up about your own personal journey and your story and oh hell yeah all that stuff so i'll send you my calendar link you can find a time that works for you and we'll figure that out hell yeah bro all right but, brother. yeah thanks i appreciate you dude yeah man i appreciate you i'll talk to you soon all right see ya later this has been My Two F***ing Cents. If you need advice and you'd like to write in, go to mytwocentpod at gmail.com. That's my, the number two, centpod at gmail. And don't forget the five-star rate and review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks. I'll see you soon.